I'm not mad. I'm just irritated. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, my little corner of the metaverse. (laughs) My name is Bill Flanagan, and uh, my show is I'm not mad, I'm just irritated. I'm irritated a lot, but I don't really get mad. I don't lose my shit. Not very often anymore. Life's too easy for me. Well, just got a text from a buddy of mine. I said, hey man, let's go grab a beer, let's go grab lunch, whatever. You know, just reaching out. He said, hey, uh, you know, I'm in San Marcos. I'm taking my son, uh, we're doing some college stuff. So his, his son's a senior, fixing to go off to college, going to Texas State, beautiful San Marcos. Texas State is known for the absolute most beautiful women in the state of Texas. Gorgeous babes. So I texted him back and I said, you tell your son his number one priority should be chasing girls. In college, think about it. Where else in your life will you be around that population of young women moving out of the house for the first time, becoming adults, exploring their life, their sexuality, their independence, their freedom? It'll never happen again. And you want to jump right in there. You know, date. You know, if you had a high school honey dumper, I'm sorry. If you are foolish enough to date a younger girl, or if you're vice versa, girl dating a younger guy, you're going to have to end that because it's going to be bad. Jealousy, travel, wasted weekends. You're missing out on the college experience. You know what? Go, go find a college girl, get your heart broken so you can write great poems and some great songs, become a rock star, you know, figure out which girls you like, which personalities drive you crazy. If you have a girl and she's on social media, that's all she wants to do. You better just bow out. You'll never, you know, be as important as her socials. Think, think about it. That's what you do when you go to college. Now, I'm not saying treat women ugly. You better treat them with the utmost respect. Be honest. If you're in a relationship, be honest what what you want out of it, what you don't want out of it. If you like somebody, you need to tell them because if they don't feel the same way, better know that early. Figure that stuff out. College is the place to do that. It is your number. You know what number two is? Studying. That's number two. I know it sounds counterintuitive and it should be the other way around, but... Gosh, can you imagine these poor college kids that went off to school during the pandemic and had to experience their college life via Zoom? What a bummer. What a horrible bummer that must have been. It will affect the way they do relationships for the rest of their life. Anyway, that's what I told my buddy's friend. My my buddy's friend. My my buddy's son. Who will go nameless. But I will send him this podcast. And I hope he gives it to his son. Play this. Flanagan left you some some info. Guys, I went to go get some blood work the other day at the, uh, well, I had to go get a, a physical. And part of the physical is, you know, they write you for like three different blood tests. Go get your panels. Well, 
a physical, I don't even know if it really, if it really matters that you go doing physical because for me, a dude, they're going to take my blood pressure. They're going to take my heart rate. They're going to do the thing they do with your bad boy areas. And then you're going to go give some blood and they're going to do you. If my age, a PSA test, a lipid panel, cholesterol, whatever. There's really only three tests they do. I don't know what that's supposed to find. I mean, it doesn't seem like that's going to catch a whole lot. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I go to CPL, Clinical Pathology Laboratories. And I go in there and it is a zoo. It is crowded. Yeah, there's still a pandemic going on. Not in CPL. You had masks, but you were certainly not social distancing. And I signed in on their little computer and I waited about 10 minutes and they maybe called two people. It's like, I'm out. I just left. It's like, I'm not waiting around here for an hour, hour and a half. I'll have to come back. Well, here's the problem. It's not like I'm in any hurry to go to CPL, especially after that. So I finally go like five weeks after my physical, I make it in there to get my blood work done. And there's a, a nice lab tech taking my blood. And I'm looking out the window because on the outside of the window is a train. It's just sitting there. If you know where I live, Cedar Park area, there's this train that sits there. And I'm looking at the train. I'm just kind of craning my neck. I'm looking at the train. I'm looking at people. It's like somebody working over on the train. She looks at me and she's kind of like, what's that dude looking at? And then she turns around, looks out the window. Well, she sees it all the time, every day. It's nothing new to her. It sits, it's parked there. She says, what are you looking at? So I'm just looking at that train. Oh. Yeah. I guess I'm not allowed to look out the window. What are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at a train. Anyway, she takes my blood. And, you know, you know how they... You know how they put the circle band-aid on a needle stick? It, I don't know if, if they still do this. When I was a kid, you buy a box of band-aids, and it comes with three or four different sizes of band-aids. And one of them was a little circle band-aid. It's, if you get a cut, it's certainly not good enough for them. I mean, it's probably a centimeter in diameter. And you put the circle band-aid on, on a needle stick. That's the only thing it's good for. But I don't see where your needle sticking at home when you when you get your Band-Aid kit. Anyway, she, I refuse to wear a Band-Aid. I'd have to be complete. I mean, when you're a kid, man, your Band-Aid's all over. I got to put a Band-Aid on it. Mom, I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> I need a Band-Aid. The, the only way you need a Band-Aid is if you have a cut on your finger. And every time you dug your finger into your pocket to get your keys or something it like f- messed with the cut then you want to cover that up so you can just function if you got a cut on your hand or your arm or you're like you can put a band-aid on it who puts band-aids on that children do so i have superman band-aids and barney band-aids anyway she puts a band-aid on there i go do, do people leave these on i mean this is coming off as soon as i get in the car it's a waste of a band-aid she goes i don't know I'm not wearing a circle Band-Aid. They're, they're for weenies. You need a Band-Aid for a needle stick? 
All right. Oh, and the other thing. I mentioned this the other day about people that have to hydrate and drink their water. I've got to have, and then they'll go out and they'll buy their big jug and they'll cart it around with them. And when I was a teacher, you'd see these, and they were all women. Let's face it, there's not any dudes doing this. <clears throat> they would bring their, you know, camel backs, their little jugs of water into a faculty. Faculty meeting is 45 minutes. I'm thinking, you can't get through 45 minutes without your hydration jug. Just leave it on your desk in your room. Go to the meeting. And then if you're so parched, you can crawl back to your your dry room and quench your thirst. Well, anyway, when I went to get my blood work done at CPL, these two people come in. They're eh, a little old, older, 70s maybe, and they're carting their hydration jugs from the car, 20 steps to the door. They're going to sit there and hold it. And I watched them. You know how many times they drank from their hydration jug? Zero. Zero times. I just want to go, what are you doing? Go put that back in the car. It's weird. I don't get it. Well, I made a trip up to see Cousin Danny. Yeah. If you're a friend of the podcast, I I did a whole Danny episode. You're going to have to scroll way back. It's probably the first 20 episodes where I interviewed him, talked to him about Life of Danny. You know, he used to work at the Chicken Nugget Factory, which he does not do anymore. He's retired. Took Social Security at 62. You can't you can't do a Chicken Nugget Factory job at that age. You're in a cold warehouse. You're wearing all this gear. If you got arthritis, you're just hurting all the time. It's like, yeah, he, he's not going to do that. So he, he's living the good life. So we went up there. Of course, I stopped at a couple casinas. On the way up, I went to the Windstar. It's my it's my favorite casino. And uh, I had about $100 in free play. I had 50 of mine, 50 of my mom's. I had her card. <clears throat> and I turned that into about 60 bucks cash. I thought about leaving. It's like, you know, I got cash. It's a tank of gas. Let's go. <clears throat> Put it in another machine. Got it up to 200 Oh, God, I wish I would have left then. I got greedy. Freaking got greedy. Anyway, I got it back down. When it hit 50 again, it's like, okay, I'm out. I'm not going, I'm not leaving this place even or at a loss. I'm going to go out here with at least a tank of gas. So I did. But it could have been 200. Instead, it was 50. It's a big difference. <clears throat> so I went to the next place. It's about two hours north in Norman. It's called Riverwind. Now, really, I went to Riverwind Casino because inside of that casino is a Taco Bueno. I was raised on Taco Bueno. It's my jam. And it's a good Taco Bueno. You know, sometimes you go like to a McDonald's and it's a good one. Sometimes it's like ratty, no good. This is a premium Taco Bueno. They wouldn't tolerate a crummy one inside of a nice casino. So I go, I get my my Taco Bueno, two bean burritos and a tostada. I thought, you know, I'll throw 20 bucks in a machine. I threw 20 bucks in this machine at 75 or 88 cent bet, and I hit 300 bucks. It's like, oh, hell yeah. Did I throw it back out? Did I keep it? No, I kept it and I left. I had to get on the road. So I had my 300. Now I'm up 350. I go up to Danny's. I get there about 630. We eat lunch or eat dinner. He goes, do you want to go to the casino? I said, well, I can take it or leave it. I've been to two today. Well, he had the fever. He doesn't even gamble. So we went up to this place in Newkirk. And I wanted to play blackjack. 
And I did. I sat at this blackjack table for a couple hours and I won 75 bucks. And then before we leave, I think I lost, uh, I may have lost 50 of it in the machine, but we left. You know, so at this point, I'm up, you know, 400 bones. 400 bones. And I'm, I'm feeling really good about myself. Next day, we get up. I said, Danny, I'm, he cooked us breakfast. I said, Danny, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gonna buy us a steak dinner tonight. Because I'm up 400 bucks. I said, you got a good steakhouse in town? He goes, yeah. The Rusty Barrel. Now, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know if that's a premium name for a steakhouse. I'm sure if you look on Urban Dictionary, it has something that's disgusting. <clears throat> but um, I'm not going to do it. I, I know what it probably says. You get on Urban Dictionary, you look up Rusty Barrel. It's got to be disgusting. But the steak was good. But between breakfast and the steak dinner, we went back to the casino. And I was up and down, up and down. I hit 200 bucks on an 88-cent bet. So I wasn't even up 600 because I'd probably spent 200 getting it. Well, then they opened up the blackjack table. It's like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to play blackjack. I put $200 down, and that dealer proceeded to kick my ass. I couldn't win a hand. I was betting 10, 15 bucks a hand. Couldn't win anything. I, I think within 20, 25 minutes, that 200 was gone. It's like, well, shit. Now I'm up probably 150. It's like, ah, let's go. That's the steak dinner. The steak dinner was 110 bucks. Steak dinners are pricey. We're not talking about going to Texas Roadhouse and getting their pseudo steak. We're talking about a legitimate steak dinner with baked potato and a salad. You don't need roasted asparagus. You don't need, you know, garlicky Brussels sprouts. You need a well-cooked steak, a baked potato, and a salad, and a beer. That's all you need. Don't go and buy, don't get sucked in. We have our garlic mashers, and that's $14.99, but it's served family style. And then we have our asparagus, our gratin, uh, and that is a premium cut of asparagus lathered in a white cheddar butter sauce topped with a peppery garlic blend. Don't buy that. That's just them screwing you. Baked potato, salad, premium steak. Now, what? What? how big of a steak? I got an eight-ounce eight filet. I don't need a 42-ounce T-bone. I don't know what my body would do with that much meat in there. I don't know how long it would take for my body to get rid of it in both energy and waste. You probably don't want to hear about that, but by God, that's a lot of meat. And, you know, to be honest, I probably could have had a couple more ounces of meat, maybe 10 ounces. Eight ounces, I, I ate every bit of that baked potato skin and all. I had a big salad. It was delicious. Tipped her 20 bucks, 110 bucks. And you know what we didn't even do? We didn't even get drinks. Because I'd had a couple beers already at the casino and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to add to it. So that was 110 bucks, no drinks. All right, guys. It's that time for the podcast. You know, you know it, you love it, you got to have it. It's time for the Chalky Chalk Report. Chalky chalk scale. Let's 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 thank Dr. Paul Berg, Scott and White Group, Baylor Scott and White, Round Rock, Georgetown. 
He's the proud sponsor of the Chalky Chalk Report. And guys, you know what really riles up the chalk? About 10 hours in the car. When when your legs are frozen in a certain angle. So I left the house at 8.30 in the morning last Tuesday. And I probably stopped a total of two hours at those casinos, hour each at the most. Probably less. Maybe getting gas once. Going to the bathroom. But... I rolled in about 6.30. That's 10 and a half. That's 10 hours of driving minus two. It's, it was a solid eight hours. And I didn't hit much traffic. Now, on the way home, I hit a bunch of traffic. It probably took me 12 hours to get home. I was way up by Kansas. You know what that does to bone matter? You know what that does to bone density? It turns it to jelly. So when you get out of the car... If you got chalky chalk, like me, it takes a good 60 seconds to walk it off before you can even walk normal. It's like my dad used to do that. He'd like hobble around, getting out of the car, getting up from the chair. It's like, now I know. He had chalk. I got his chalk. And I passed my chalk down to my daughter. And I passed my chalk down to my son. They bitch at me about, they've got chalk. I go, you don't have chalk. I've got chalk. You have cartilage left. There's a little cushion. You can run. I can't run. I can't. I run like Jack Sparrow from Pilots, Pirates of the Caribbean. My arms failing, but not really moving very fast. So the chalk was very chalky on drive days, which was yesterday, Thursday, and Tuesday. I stayed there Tuesday night, Wednesday night, came back Thursday. Chalk was on full display, and the chalk moved up to the hip. Right hip had some chalk. Had to use the cruise control a few times. So chalk scales about two and a half. I mean, it wasn't bad enough for me to gobble down ibuprofen. It was just a little dis. I probably should. I had some sitting right there. I didn't even think about it. Should have done it. All right, everybody. That's the chalky chalk report. The scale of two point five. All right, we're back. Did I say this is episode 66? Double sixes. Hey, all right, so my wife's having a pool built. I say, what do you mean? How come it's just her? How come it's not both y'all? I kind of want a pool. We have actually had fights about this pool. I don't want a pool. We had a pool in Denton. It was great. It was a lot of work for me. She didn't do any of it. Um... Well, she paid for a a pool service to do the chemicals, the easy part. I tried to get her to go to pool school. It's like, I'm skimming twice a day. There were so many oak trees, so much stuff, clogging up the filters. I had to take out the, yeah, you don't need to hear about it. But anyway, I don't want a pool. We live in a neighborhood that has a lake, two beaches, two different lake parts of the lake, and, and two community pools. So I want a pool. So we've been, we've been fighting about this pool for years. She finally says, well, I'm doing it. I had a good year. I'm doing a pool. I said, Allison, I'm a retired school teacher. I'm on a fixed income. I'm not dipping into my savings account to pay for half of a pool. She goes, nope, I'm just going to do it. I said, well, a pool is not just a pool. It is pool. It is electrical work. It is plumbing work. It is concrete. She goes, all that's included. I said, are they going to fix the sprinkler system when they tear up all the zones? No then that's extra, fine. Are they gonna tear up the yard? Yes, 
then there's landscaping costs involved. They're not going to do that, are they? No. So I had to make sure that it was not just the pool, but it was everything else to get the house back to normal. You know, there's going to be a lot of landscaping, a lot of repair, concrete work. All of that has to be in the... It's not like, oh, it's done. Oh, Bill, there's a bunch of tractor troughs in the front yard. I guess it's your... No, I won't. I'm not a part of this. And so to her credit, she did it all. So right now, they, they dug a hole in one day. They dropped in the fiberglass shell. It's pretty good size, bigger than I thought it was going to be. Probably about six feet on one end. Um, they got the concrete framed around the sides. They've done a lot of the mechanical work with the filter and electrical and stuff. But they're not here today. I think they're waiting on concrete. But I'm thinking about... At some point, yeah, I'm going to get in it. But I don't know when. I may, like, not get in it out of spite. You know, but here's the problem. If I go a week and then two weeks and then a month without getting in the pool, she's going to start, why don't you get in the pool? It's like, I don't want to get in the pool. Even if I kind of want to get in the pool, it's like, I don't really care about the pool. Yeah, I, after I mow the yard, it's 95 degrees, I will want to get in the pool, maybe then. But I'm not just going to go sit out there and get in the pool. It's, that, that makes sense to me. I know a lot of people who have grown, grown men and women, they have pools, and their kids get in the pool, and he says, yeah, I've never gotten in it. I have a buddy, Steve, says, yeah, I've never been in that pool. He's got a pool. He goes, I'm, I hate that pool. All I do is it's a hole, it's a water hole, I throw money in it. Look at this first world problems with my pool. Anyway, I might not get into the pool. I may stretch it out like as long as I can, just out of spite. And I'll let you know, I'll give you an update. So today is the 21st, 22nd, 22nd, oh God, I should have told you my 420 story, I'm going to save that, my kids don't need to hear it, they're not going to listen to this, oh, oh, in Oklahoma there's medicinal marijuana, pretty much anybody can get it, you can go there, I got, a, I got an ingrow toenail, here's a, here's a weed prescription, I got anxiety, who doesn't? Here's a weed prescription. I'm losing my hair. Here's a weed prescription. That's how you get one. I'm not saying there wasn't weed up there during 420 at Cousin Danny's house for us to smoke. But I'm, I'm not saying there was. I'm not saying there wasn't. There might have been. There might have been some pre-rolls. There might have been some 23% THC. Is that hot? Seems like a lot of that. Hey, we got a new sponsor, a new um, supporter. I'd like to welcome Ray Belant, a proud sponsor of this podcast. He knows premium content when he hears it. And so he signed up. The list is growing. I'd like to shout out to Allison, my wife. She's a sponsor. She's got two. We're married. Will. He's back on board. I get a glitch with the credit card. Mariah, Johnson, Matt, Beards, Johnny Schrader. That's like six people. I didn't count them. You can go back and rewind it and count it. I think I got six. I think I had five. And I got my buddy Ray. That's premium. This podcast is growing. You know what you could do? 99 cents a month. Throw it at me. I'll give you at least two episodes. All right, 
Let's thank the outro music, Brother Mike Flanagan, the intro music, Brother Joe Freund. Don't forget about the Chalky Chalk sponsor, Dr. Paul Berg. Guys, until next time, have a good one. Just irritated